Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I am Jana, and my lovely co-host Scott Sweeney, aka the Sherpa, will be joining us in just a minute. In the meantime, you're stuck with me. Um, if you do want to have your voice heard along with myself and the Sherpa throughout the show, please feel free to contact us in a number of ways. <laughs> We are going to be talking all kinds of good stuff tonight, including week nine matchups, who to start, who to sit, maybe a little bit of strategy if we get lucky, and Sherp and I don't argue too, too much during the show. As I said, you can be a part of this, have your voice heard, get your questions answered, whatever floats your boat. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And Sherpa is here. Hello. Hey, I'm sorry I missed the <laughs> beginning of the show. I think we managed for a whole 30 seconds without you. I was trying to learn those kids a little too good. (laughs) I was just finishing telling everybody how they can get a hold of us during the show. They can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on FantasyFootballSherpa.com where there is an excellent blog including waiver wire pickups every week. And you can find the Sherpa on the Huffington Post with all his football musings, including this week's strategy topic, Is Your Win-Loss Record the Best Way to Evaluate Your Fantasy Football Team? And I guess we should just get right into these injuries and get them over with since there are what feels like a thousand of them. Did I miss the part where you were telling everybody about how great the Chiefs are? Uh, no. (laughs) Okay. You definitely did not miss that, although I'm sure we will have to get to that at some point. I'm not going to say great, but I will concede they looked good, at least last You can use the word lucky, that's okay. Good, I'll use that then. (laughs) All right, so what injuries do we have to talk about this week? Um, well, it's, it's probably a shorter list of who's not injured, but we'll go with this. Uh, first off, Cardinals quarterback Kevin Cobb hasn't practiced this week due to turf toe. He's been in a walking boot. He did get it off today. It's his right foot. He says he's making progress and feels good about things. There are some reports going around that say he also has a midfoot sprain and a bone bruise as well as some potential ligament issues, but he's calling it turf toe. And his dog ran away this week, too. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it seems like he's going to play. Um, but I guess that's something you should keep an eye on. Hopefully he's not your only quarterback, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Beanie Wells, the Cardinals running back, has been dealing with lingering knee problems for what seems like all season. Uh, He didn't practice today, but he should play. He has been playing through it, so I would expect him to continue the trend this week. Patriots wide receiver Wes Welker missed practice today in what seems to be kind of an out-of-the-blue injury. They're calling it a neck injury, but... Supposedly he's been around, uh, he's been doing interviews and in locker room and stuff, so I don't know how bad it can really be. Hopefully he's okay to play, though, since backup wide receiver Julian Edelman was arrested yesterday for assault. Uh, no word on whether or not he's going to miss any time this Sunday or if he plays at all. I think we're going to have to wait. for answers on that one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, tight end Aaron Hernandez 
still dealing with that knee injury. He did not practice as well today, so that's something you should definitely be keeping an eye on. Uh, the Giants have been riddled with injuries as well. Uh, wide receiver Hakeem Nix is day-to-day with a hamstring injury. He is expecting to play. Running back Ahmed Bradshaw missed practice with a foot injury that's still, quote, sore and swollen, according to Tom Coughlin. That looks a little more questionable. Uh, it looks like he uh, may miss at least some of his carries, if not all of them this week, so definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, and Mario Manningham was just sick, so he missed practice today. Hopefully it's not something that's going to be a long-term thing and he'll be fine come Sunday, but again, something of note. Raiders running back Darren McFadden still not practicing with the foot strain. He, of course, had a bye last week, so they were hoping it'd get better between now and then, but it looks like it's going to be the Michael Bush show this week. Hopefully you have him or can pick him up somewhere and make up some of those carries that Darren McFadden won't be getting. Uh, Raiders tight end Kevin Boss did return to practice, though. That's good news. He had a concussion. It looks like he's going to be good to go come Sunday. And... The Raiders have become Cincinnati West all of a sudden. Last week, and it was Carson Palmer. This week, it's wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada, who has been out of football for some time, but he's been working out with Palmer while they both were unemployed, and he practiced today for the first time with the Raiders. It looks like he's going to play this week, and wide receiver Derek Hagan was released to make room for him on the roster. I hear they're trying out Aiky Woods later this week, too. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? But uh, Terrell Owens will not be joining the uh, a- a mass exodus to the West that Cincinnati players seem to be doing. Uh, they don't seem to have interest in that, probably because he and Carson Palmer don't actually like each other. But kicker Sebastian Janikowski missed practice with a hamstring injury. He's been battling that for over a week as well, so that. If he's your only kicker on your fantasy team, you probably need to pick somebody else up for this week. Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee dislocated his wrist Sunday night in that ugly, ugly game against the Eagles. He is out this week and likely for a whole lot longer, which is a huge loss to that defense that already looked like a hot mess this week. And this one is just for the Sherpa. For all his Kansas City Chiefs and kicker love, Ryan Suckup has, oddly enough, kicked Game-winning field goals on the last two years in a row on Halloween. Probably can't keep that up next year since it'll be on a Tuesday, but you never it's know. It's actually on a Wednesday next year because it's a leap year. Oh, is it? Well, there you go. He's probably not playing on Wednesday night. The year after, maybe he'll get a Thursday. That's a record that'll probably never be broken. <laughs> Rams quarterback Sam Bradford was limited at practice this week with that sprained ankle. He has upgraded himself from a walking boot to a brace, which is a good sign, but he is day-to-day, as is Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson, who's still not practicing with that hamstring injury. He has missed four games already, and it's not looking so good for this week, but we'll see. The Jaguars were awarded wide receiver Brian Robisky off waivers from the Cleveland Browns. Broncos running back Willis McGahee was limited at practice today uh, after having finger surgery last week. It's only been eight days, so I think that's a pretty good sign. He's moving around. But Redskins claim running back uh, or former Cowboys running back to shard choice off waivers. They released him on Saturday, which I thought was strange, but he is for sure not playing this week due to a hamstring injury, so that's one less running back for Shanahanigans. 
good luck. Anybody who owns any running backs from the Redskins, at least that's one less carry. Because they're working out Icky yeah. Woods tomorrow. Yeah, you never know. He's making he's making the rounds. <laughs> Tim Tebow coming off a very rough sin- Sunday will still be the starter this week, according to John Fox. He did not want to elaborate on anything further than that. 49ers should try to get MC Hammer to come give them another pep talk this week. He did last week. Apparently, he lives next door to their vice, the 49ers vice president and just invited himself to the locker room, but apparently they loved it, so let's keep that working. <laughs> You're going to have to fly him out to Washington this week. Maybe. Brown's running back Peyton Hillis. His negative publicity train continues as he's missing scheduled appearances left and right, but he's also still not practicing with a hamstring injury. He's uncertain for Sunday. I would think he's probably not playing. The Colts have announced they are keeping Peyton Manning on their active roster, which means he is really, truly still trying to play this year. Uh, The Browns running back Montario Hardestay also missed practice with a calf injury. It's not a good scene out at Cleveland for running backs. Their wide receiver, Mohamed Massaqua, also missed practice with what they're calling a head injury. Dolphins running back Daniel Thomas returned to practice in a limited fashion today with his hamstring injury, which caused him to miss Sunday's game and give Reggie Bush a much-needed boost in fantasy points. (laughs) Seattle quarterback Tavares Jackson fully participated from that pectoral muscle injury. He did play some on Sunday. He did not look very good, so hopefully practice will help him get better. Cowboys running back Felix Jones is not practicing still with an ankle injury. Philip Tanner and DeMarco Murray are going to be your guys again this week, it looks like. Redskins tight end Fred Davis isn't practicing with his own ankle injury. Uh, Buccaneers running back LeGarrette Bunt, he is practicing. Yay for that. (laughs) He's been battling a knee injury, and the Buccaneers desperately need healthy running backs, so that's good. Saints running back Mark Ingram was not so lucky. He is still not practicing after missing last week with a heel injury. They have a lot of running backs. I don't think they're going to rush him back. He did miss Sunday's game, so that's something to keep in mind come this week. Falcons tight end Tony Gonzalez didn't practice with a back injury. It doesn't seem to be too serious. I think he's probably going to play through it, but wait and see. And Julio Jones was limited with his hamstring injury. I'm really sick of talking about people's hamstring injuries, but we still have a few more left. <laughs> Colts tight end Dallas Clark was limited with a knee injury today. He probably will play through that if at all possible. Bengals tight end Jermaine Gresham has a hamstring injury. He didn't practice. That's a little more questionable. Uh, Patriots running back the law firm Ben Jarvis Greenellis was limited with a toe injury. Their running back situation is not very conducive for fantasy players, so that's still something to keep in mind. Steelers wide receiver Heinz Ward missed this Sunday's game. He's back at practice, but also limited with that ankle injury. And wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders has a knee injury and did not practice. This week, the Panthers, Lions, Jaguars, and Vikings are all on buys, and we are mercifully done with the injuries. (laughs) Good job, as always. I can breathe again. I like that. <laughs> so we have an extra game to go over this week because there's only 14. We do. Left. We've got 14 this week. We're almost at full strength. Yeah, two more. What do we have? Three more weeks of this? Mm-hmm. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost done with yeah. five weeks. Yeah. So, cool. So shall we dive right into the game, then? Yes, let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. The first game up is the New York Jets at the Toronto Bill I mean Buffalo Bills. 
<laughs> and they're actually playing in Buffalo this week, so it is a real home game. This one's a hard one to figure out. I mean, Buffalo, they the Giants game, they didn't look very good, and then all of a sudden they looked dominant again against the Redskins team, which actually which obviously has its problems. But I'm going to go with Buffalo to win this game. I think they're going to pull this out. I'll go with the final score of Buffalo 27, New York 24. What do you think, Jenna? Uh, I agree. I think Buffalo may win by a little bit more. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Sanchez or the Jets. I just think there are too many offensive holes there, and that if this does get to a shootout, Buffalo is going to win that every day of the week. And they're having a whiteout in Buffalo today. They're wearing or this week. They're wearing their home whites too, which I like. So, I think I'm the only person in the world who likes that they played in Canada, but. They're back in Buffalo this week. So I still think they win. I think there is some fantasy value to be had on the Jets, even if they're not winning this game. Mark Sanchez at quarterback, for me, is always sketchy. I'd prefer him to be only a two-quarterback league option or a very, very desperate, injury-riddled one-quarterback league option. (laughs) Uh, Tight end Dustin Keller, I think, is a must-start. He is definitely Sanchez's go-to guy. When you get to the wide receivers, things get a little bit more tricky. Santonio Holmes, I think, is a good start. Plexico Burris is more if you're in a deep league. I don't think he's got enough value to be a starting wide receiver, maybe a flex player if you're really desperate. But with only a couple teams on by this week, hopefully you're not that that bad off. Um, Running backs, Sean Green and LaDainian Tomlinson. Obviously, Sean Green is the one to go to out of the two, but... I just I don't know if I really believe he's getting a ton of points this week. So I'm hoping you have other options, but he's not a terrible two or three running back. I I don't know about the defense this week. They're more of a maybe for me. Kicker Nick Folk, I'd probably still start. I think he's going to be kicking some field goals, but I think Buffalo's going to put some points up. What do you think of uh, wide receiver Jeremy Curley? Should we be trusting him for fantasy purposes yet or no? Um, I don't think so yet. If his quarterback wasn't Mark Sanchez, I'd feel better about it, but it is. <laughs> okay. So now for Buffalo, I agree with Jana that they're going to put up a lot of points, but I think most of those are going to come via the run game rather than the pass game. So Fred Jackson, I would start him. I would also start tight end Scott Chandler, who got back in in the passing, got involved in the passing game again this past week. I'm neutral on quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, wide receiver David Nelson, the defense and kicker Ryan Lindell. I would stay away from running back C.J. Spiller, wide receiver Steve Johnson, Naaman Roosevelt, and Donald Jones, who's questionable with an ankle. And you might say, hey, Sherpa, why the heck are you telling me to start or that you're neutral on David Nelson and benching Steve Johnson? And the answer to that is very simple. It's Darrell Rebus. I don't know. I'm I'm excited about Donald Jones coming back this week. I've got a good feeling about it. <laughs> uh, I know I, Darrell Revis, but I think you he can get beat. You know, you connect on one or two big passes, and there you go. I think they're more likely to have uh, success picking on the the other cornerback on Cromartie and on the safeties than they are on on uh, Revis. But we'll see. But I I agree that it should be an interesting game, and we'll see. But I, I still think Buffalo pulls this out. So, anyway, on to a game which you're probably going to be far more interested in, and that's Seattle at Dallas. And, obviously, Dallas got manhandled by the Eagles last Sunday night. And so you wonder, 
are they going to roll over and play dead? Or are they going to no. are they going to bounce back with a vengeance? I think the answer is somewhere in between. I think Seattle's defense is better than most people most people think, and it's just too bad they don't have an offense to go with it. I think Seattle puts up 17 points in this game, but unfortunately, I think for them, Dallas is going to put up 24 and win the game. So I'll go Dallas 24, Seattle 17. Uh, I I I would like to think Dallas is going to win this game by a lot, but it it looked ugly on Sunday night. That's for sure. I don't think that's going to happen again. But it's Seattle. I'm hoping this is the beginning of a nice little win streak for Dallas and they can get back on track. I think that Seattle, there's not a lot here for your fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> the the quarterback situation is not ideal. Tavares Jackson is the starter, but he's not really 100% healthy, so Charlie Whitehurst relieved him. The whole thing was a mess. Neither of them played particularly well last week. I don't necessarily think they're going to again this week. Uh, The Cowboys' defense is hurting a little bit. They suffered a few big injuries, namely Sean Lee against the Eagles, but I still don't think that's enough. (laughs) That's still not enough for Seattle to put up significant points here. If they score two touchdowns, I think that'd be be good for them. Um, Marshawn Lynch, I think, is... I guess you could start him in a deeper league. I don't love him as a fantasy option. Uh, the Seattle Mike Williams is practicing again. He had his concussion a few weeks ago. He's a maybe for me. Sidney Rice, no. Golden Tate, no. Ben Obamanu is also a maybe for me. Tight end Zach Miller, I I think he can start if you need a tight end, but I'm hoping you have a better option. And I would say no to the kicker and no to the defense. I'm just... Not really excited about Seattle, and it's not still not on the right Doug Baldwin uh, bandwagon, huh? You know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there on Doug Baldwin. I want to see him against another week against what I hope is a more real defense, but that's kind of wishful so thinking. So, would you? How would you right rank now. him this week in comparison to say Sidney Rice? Would you, if you could only start one of those two, or even would you start either one of them? Is one better than the other? I think you already said Sidney Rice you were down on for this week. I but don't what like about Sidney Rice. I'd start Doug Baldwin over him. Right now, for me, he's a maybe. I like the idea of picking him up this week on the waiver wire and holding on to him for a better matchup, but I just don't think this is his week to have a huge breakout. Okay. All right, on the Dallas side of things, I would start Tony Romo. I think he'll bounce back just fine from that debacle on Sunday night, and um, DeMarco Murray, I would start him. I think the only reason he didn't rack up more impressive totals last week is because they got behind so much, so far so early. Wide receivers, Miles Austin and Des Bryant, they're going to catch more than the six passes between them or whatever it was they caught they last week. They absolutely are. Tight end, Jason Witten, you should start him. I'm on the fence about kicker Dan Bailey, and I would say no to Philip Tanner. No to Felix Jones if he does play. He's still questionable with that ankle injury. And no to wide receiver Laurent Robinson, who I kind of like him, but I think last week was an aberration. It's obvious that Austin and Bryant are their top two guys, so I don't think you need to start Laurent Robinson anytime soon. I just I like him in a deeper league, or maybe if you really need a receiver on a bye week, I think he'll he'll be you know involved. He's not going to get 
Des Bryant or Miles Austin targets, but he's had two good games this season. It's I think it's beyond an aberration. I think he's becoming more a part of this lineup. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's <laughs> definitely preferable to some of the other guys they were running out there. I mean, Jesse Holly had that one nice long yeah. you know reception against the 49ers, and other than that, hasn't done anything. And I don't think Kevin Ogletree has even done that. I mean, he's a return guy, and that's basically it at this point. So. Mm-hmm. All right, onward and upward. Well, maybe not upward. I think we actually go south to get to Houston from Dallas, don't we? I think so. So I'm just a New York guy, so I'm ignorant of geography, anything west of the Hudson River. But anyway, nothing like confirming those stereotypes. We're going to Cleveland Cleveland and Houston. (laughs) This game is going to – I like Cleveland's defense. Don't like their offense. Houston has been much better on defense this week, and even without Andre Johnson, still has a passable offense, pun not intended. But I'll go with Houston to win this game by a couple of touchdowns. Houston 27, Cleveland 14. Yeah, I don't think they can score much more than 24 or 27 points. The Cleveland defense is respectable. I like that about them. Unfortunately, so was Jacksonville's. Yeah, well. And they held them in check, too, more or less. We're moving. We're we got to focus on this game here. <laughs> Peyton Hillis focused. is having is having this melodrama. If he were healthy and playing, I'd feel better about this game. But Cleveland, they just they can't keep up with Houston's offense. Colt McCoy is really a two quarterback option at least this week. I wouldn't start Peyton Hillis. I wouldn't start Hardesty unless he starts practicing tomorrow, and I don't know if he's going to. I just I don't really like what's going on with their run game. They got rid of all their receivers, it seems. Like I really like I like Greg Little. Out of that receiver bunch, I think he's my favorite. Masquaz injured. If he comes back, he's a maybe for me. I'd start Greg Little this week. Tight ends I do not love. Evan Moore, Ben Watson. It's just eh. I don't I don't know. Do you like one of them better than the other? Because I don't. I think I'm a little bit more on Ben Watson's bandwagon. He's actually done pretty well this season when he's been healthy, but as has been the issue with him the last couple of years, he's rarely healthy. But if I knew he were going to be healthy, I think he's actually better than quite a few people that are starting. But to answer your question in a in a short phrase, I, I'd rather have Watson than than uh, Evan Moore. Yeah, I just I don't know how much fantasy value they're going to have to you this week. I would think Joshua Cribs could be an interesting flex start, though. I just liked what I've seen the last yeah. few weeks from him. But I yeah. would say no defense, no kicker, Phil Dawson. How about There's... Chris Ogbay? Ogbay, I, I can't even say it. Ogbay. <laughs> what do you think of him? <laughs> um, I, I don't think a lot of him. <laughs> I just, looked, maybe if it, weren't, okay maybe if it weren't Houston, I just I don't like the matchup. All right. Yeah, I agree. He he might be someone to pick up if he's on waivers, but this matchup yeah. against Houston's not a good one for him. And by the time he has a good matchup, maybe Peyton Hillis will get his head screwed on right or Hardesty's yeah. hamstring will be healed. But like anyway, moving on for Houston, you're starting Arian Foster this week. You, know, you should start Owen Daniels and start their defense. I'm neutral about quarterback Matt Schaub. Hopefully you have a better option. Wide receiver Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones. And tight end Joel Dreesen. I know he's looked good a couple weeks in a row, but I'm still not uh, a believer there yet, unless you have to be. Kicker Neil Racker is another one. Hopefully, have better options this week. I'm sitting Ben Tate and Derek Ward. I'm sitting Andre Johnson, who's still questionable with his hamstring injury. And hopefully, Derek Mason isn't on your fantasy team, but if he is, 
I would advise against starting him this week. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> All right. It's a sad day if Derek Mason is in your on your roster, much less Let's in your starting lineup. Let's not even think about it. It's a dark, dark situation. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and <laughs> if, if Kevin Cobb and 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 Chris Ogbenaya and 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 Derek Mason are all in your lineup this week, you might as well just you know take the Throw week in off. The towel. Let's just, right. yeah, let's just so, go to that. Speaking of throwing in the towel, we've got the Indianapolis Colts up for our next game this week, hosting the Atlanta Falcons, and it'll be interesting to see you know, what Indianapolis does this week. I'm not expecting much. I, I think they'll keep this game reasonably close. Atlanta is such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, but I, I think hopefully they're breaking out of their rut. and I see them winning this game. They're not going to win it by 55 points like the Saints did, but I'll, I'll go with Atlanta to win a surprisingly close game, 27-17. to 17. What's your take on this one, Jana? I think they'd rather not win by 55 and win next week's game as well. <laughs> I think Atlanta yeah, that's wins. that's true, too. I think they're winning by at least 10 points, hopefully more. I really think this team has all the parts. It's just, I don't, maybe it would help if everybody was healthy at the same time. I think they could be. I just don't think it's this year. Um, clearly, I'm a well, little higher on the Falcons. defense is a lot better Ryan than Green Bay's defense, but that's a story for another day. Another All right, story. So who do you like on Atlanta on this week? game? I like Matt Ryan. I think he's an absolute start in a one-quarterback league format. Obviously, I'm going to start Michael Turner, especially with so many banged-up running backs. He's a healthy one, which is rare this week. Tight end Tony Gonzalez, as long as he plays, I'm going to start him, and I think he will play. Roddy White, an absolute must-start. Uh, Julio Jones, a little more up in the air for me. The hamstring injury makes me nervous. Uh, Indy's defense does not, though. So if he does play, maybe i take a flyer on him, especially with the 800 injuries I read earlier. Uh, the rest of the receivers sort of depend on whether or not Julio Jones plays. If he plays... I'm not really interested in any anyone beyond him, but if he doesn't play, Harry Douglas comes back into the equation and is worth a spot start on a bye week because he is not only healthy, but he would be the number two target at that point at wide receiver. So that's sort of up in the air until Saturday or Sunday when we have a better idea on whether or not Julio Jones is playing. Um, I would say yes to kicker Matt Bryant, yes to the defense. Indy just doesn't really strike fear in your heart this year. No, certainly not. But they still have a couple people worth starting, and I would start. Yeah. I would continue to start wide receiver Reggie Wayne and tight end Dallas Clark. But that's about it. If you have to, Atlanta's pass defense isn't the greatest in the world. You could start quarterback Curtis Painter and wide receiver Pierre Garcon as well. The defense, maybe. I, I just don't see Atlanta rolling up a, a ton of points on them. But that's uh, again, hopefully, you have better options. I would sit Delon Carter. Joseph Adai, Donald Brown, I'd sit Austin Colley, and I'd sit Adam Vinatieri, which is, you know, this guy went from being an all-everything kicker at New England and then in Indianapolis, and this year he hardly ever gets on the field unless it's at the beginning of the half to kick off. He is very good at that, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's, he's Well, anyway, let's move on and talk about a, a more meaningful game, and that would be... The, my, the winless Miami Dolphins against the the 0-3, yet now 4-3 Kansas City Super Bowl-bound Chiefs, otherwise known as Native America's team. What do you think of this game? 
I am hoping that this is the week Miami gets their first win. Realistically, probably not going to happen, although they really showed up last week, and I liked it. Obviously, I was kind of on the Miami bandwagon when the season started, but it's been kind of tough since then. Uh, Can I tell a quick story? Yes. I was watching the Miami Giants game on Sunday, and Dan Deardorff was talking in the first half about how Miami was a much better 0-6 team than St. Louis was. And sure enough, St. Louis goes and pretty much cleans New Orleans' clock that day. And although Miami was, you know, they made it interesting against the Giants. You know, they could have won the, that game. They, they could have, and they probably should have. But they should have. Anyway, be that as it may. So who do you like for Miami this week? Um, I like Matt Moore in a two-quarterback setting. Okay, he's got a little bit of a rib injury, but he really he stood up last week. I liked it. Uh, running backs, Reggie Bush has a 100-yard rushing game about once every five years, and that was last week, so really tread lightly here. Daniel Thomas, if he plays, I don't really think I want to start him regardless. So Reggie Bush is more an, if you're in a deep league and you're hit by injuries, he's Still an okay start. He's going to get some points, but he's not going to get Arian Foster points. Daniel Thomas, I just don't think there's enough value there, whether or not he's healthy and plays. Um, Wide receiver Brandon Marshall, I'm definitely starting. Brian Hartline and Devon Bess are interesting flex options. They're not going to get a ton of looks the way Brandon Marshall is going to, but this is a team that's going to look to wide receivers more than tight ends because Anthony Fasano is not good. And so they're worth a flex spot, or if you need somebody in a bind, they're okay. Uh, defense and kicker, I'm probably saying no to. Maybe to Dan Carpenter, the kicker, he might be kicking some field goals, but unfortunately I think Kansas City wins this game, and it makes me sad to say that. For Kansas City, I've actually picked against them the last two weeks, and they've won, so I'm going to pick pick them this week, which means they'll probably suffer the same fate New Orleans yeah. did. I mean, that <laughs> Have you ever seen a game like that Monday night game with you know, fumbling on what should have been the, the game-winning field goal? I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, the, the Pissarcic uh, thing really? back in because 1970. I'm having post-traumatic stress flashbacks of Tony Romo against Seattle in the playoffs a few years ago. Like, I know when a, a field goal kick can but go bad. But that was a botched um, field it, goal or point after attempt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He he was a bad hold. But the point still stands that a bad transfer, no field goal, not ideal. That was a hot mess of a game, and I'm glad I don't see more games like that. <laughs> I did not like it. Yeah, that, that was a bizarre. I mean, Philip Rivers <laughs> has really spit the bit the last couple of weeks, and yep. I, don't, I don't know if, I mean, I don't think he was in that top four or five group of quarterbacks to begin with, but now you could reasonably argue that you know, people like, Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning seem to have surpassed him this year, but we'll see. So anyway, I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this game 24-21. to I start Matt Castle, not because I think he's so great, but just because I don't think much of Miami's pass defense. I'd start wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. I'd start the Chiefs' defense. Neutral on running back Jackie Battle. The Dolphins' run defense is actually pretty good. I'm neutral on wide receivers Steve Reston and Jonathan Baldwin because it's not clear to me anymore which one of those guys is their number two wide receiver. Neutral on tight end Leonard Pope and neutral on kicker Ryan Suckup. And I would sit running backs Thomas Jones and Dexter McCluster because I don't think either one of them gets enough touches to do anything worthwhile in this game. 
All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. On to last week's big disappointment team. That's New Orleans. They're at home this week. Tampa Bay, I think they bounced back with a vengeance. I'll pick New Orleans to win this game 38-21. to Mm, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tampa Bay win this game, but that being said, New Orleans doesn't take too kindly to losing. So they're going to come out really energized. I still like some options on Tampa, uh, particularly Josh Freeman. New Orleans defense has been kind of hit or miss. They've been kind of like the Falcons, which upsets me, but I think Josh Freeman's kind of borderline, you know, being in a 12-team, one-quarterback league or a two-quarterback league. I would still potentially start him as my only quarterback, but it would really depend on my options and if I'm hurt by the bye week. Uh, Running back with Garrett Blunt, I'm going to say if he plays, which he should, that I would still start him. Wide receiver Mike Williams, I'm going to start uh, Parker Preston Parker, I always reverse his name. I'm gonna start. Aurelius Ben, I just I'm not feeling the love for. He's just a little too up and down for me. He's more of a maybe, more of a flex option for me. I like Parker better of the two. Tight end Kellen Winslow, I'd say maybe two. You probably have to start him because of the buys this week, but he's not one of my favorites. And I'm going to start kicker Connor Barth, and I'm going to say probably no to the defense, but I'm not totally ruling it out. What about Des Briscoe? Is he in that same category with um, with Aurelius Ben and, and um, Preston Parker, or is he just an afterthought like, at this point? I like Parker the best of the bunch. Briscoe's a little bit more of an afterthought for me, but it's, it's right. tough with how up and down this team's been. Yeah, it's I, I'm surprised you compared them to Atlanta. I, I still think Tampa Bay is missing that one sort of superstar on offense. You know, you look at Atlanta with Roddy White and Michael Turner. I don't think Tampa has those guys. I don't think Blunt is in Turner's class, and I don't think, certainly not based on his performance this year, Mike Williams isn't in in uh, Roddy White's class either. But we'll see. Maybe they'll pull it together, but I'm not too optimistic for them. But New Orleans... I would start quarterback Drew Brees. I would start running back Darren Sproles. Start wide receiver Marcus Colston. Start tight end um, Jimmy Graham. I don't know why I wrote Jermaine Gresham on my paper here, but uh, Jimmy Graham is who I meant. I would start the defense, and I would start kicker John Casey. I would, I'm neutral on running back Mark Ingram, just even if he does play with that heel injury. I don't know that he does much. Pierre Thomas, same thing. Yeah. I don't think you have to start him. Wide receivers, Lance Moore, Robert Meacham, and Devery Henderson. I have no doubt that Drew Brees will throw for at least 300 yards, but I just don't know who's going to be catching those passes besides Colston and Graham, so I would stay away if I could. And I would sit running back Chris Ivory, who got a little bit of action last week, but I I don't think that he's you know, going to be he gaining 750. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah, there, yeah, they just brought him off the pup list, and he's not going to be gaining 750 yards this week. He's probably at best their fourth option right now, maybe their third if Ingram sits out this week. But anyway, probably not a game that I would be scrambling to to, to watch. So I'm gonna, I'm absolutely watching this game. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But it's on at the same time as Seattle and Dallas. I guess if you have Directv, you can just. Do the I don't, there. but yeah. I do have multiple TVs in a room, so that's kind of how oh, I get okay. around. All right. So moving on, we go to MC Hammer's favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers. They're in Washington this week. Washington, that was a pretty dreadful performance. 
last week in Canada. Hopefully coming back across the border will do wonders for them. But I still think San Francisco has the better team top to bottom, both on offense and defense, so I'll go with them to win this game 24-21. I think San Fran's winning this. I think it's by a little more than three points. But that being said, without an MC Hammer pep talk, it could be a different story. Um, I think Alex Smith is – I want to make him a one-quarterback start, but I just don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. (laughs) I am ready to absolutely start Frank Gort running back. I like tight end Vernon Davis, wide receivers. Michael Crabtree's a little dinged up. I still, if he plays, I think I'd start him. Josh Morgan's a maybe. I like Ted Ginn a lot. He's he's getting some points. I like what he's doing right now. Um, defense, I might still start as well as kicker David Akers. For Washington, I'm going to say that John Beck will bounce back from that disaster last week. Mm-hmm. 49ers pass defense, eh, not so good. Certainly not as good as the run defense. So I would start him. I would start wide receiver Jabbar Gaffney. Neutral on Anthony Armstrong or Leonard and Leonard Hankerson. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two had a big game, but since I don't know which one it's going to be, I can't really recommend one over the other, so they're both neutral for me. Tight end Fred Davis, if he were healthy, he's an obvious start for me, but he's not. He's questionable with his ankle injury. You love Fred Davis. I do. I actually traded Vernon Davis for Fred Davis in one league, and I think I got... I can't even deal with you. I can't. I can't even deal with you and your shenanigans. Fred Davis has gotten more fantasy points this week and in this year in just about any format than Vernon Davis, but I guess we'll see once and for all which which Davis is actually better. But I, oh, I still <laughs> I, I still think Fred Davis is a better fantasy player this year than Vernon Davis. And also I'm I'm on the fence about him just because of that ankle injury and I'm also on the fence about their defense. I would sit running back Ryan Terrain. Roy Hallou and Tashar Choice obviously out with a hamstring injury. No sense in starting him unless you're a zombie. And wide receiver Terrence Austin and kicker Graham Gano. Keep those guys on your bench as well. All right. Let's keep All right, going. moving right along. We're halfway through, and now we're up to the late games. First of the Sunday late games, Denver at Oakland, and I'm going to go against probably 95% of people predicting games this weekend, and I think... Tim Tebow will not look as horrible as he did last week. I think they bounce back, and furthermore, I think Denver actually wins this game. I'll pick them to win. I'll go with the same score as the other game. I'll go uh, Denver 24, Oakland 21. How exactly do you think they're going to win this game? With what? The run game? The pass game? Yes, primarily with the run game, but... uh, Mm. I'm, I'm just not impressed by Oakland, and don't forget, Carson Palmer hasn't shown anything yet. He may, maybe he knows 20 pages of the playbook either, this week instead of 15. But by Denver. Pardon? I'm not impressed by Tebow's Oakland at all. Tebow won a game. Tebow won a game, yeah, but, I mean, the Raiders have won some games. I, just, I don't think well, he's going to be as bad as last week. I don't think it's physically possible to be that bad two weeks in a row, but I still don't think it's enough to beat the Raiders. I just don't. No. My biggest this, issue this is This can be our Tim spotlight Tebow, game of the week that we disagree on then. Yeah, there we go. Tim Tebow, my problem is he may not be as bad, but the run game isn't good enough or healthy enough right now to carry him when he struggles. When Willis McGahee is practicing full on, and I suspect that'll be next week, I'm okay to say maybe the Dem- the Broncos can steal one, but not this week. Tim Tebow Last ball hasn't is, been that bad. He's actually been pretty decent when he's 
you know, played, it's, it's so not, who knows? It's just not doing it for me. Um, but I All think right. I know that Oakland wins this game. <laughs> and Tim Tebow is only a two-quarterback league start. Do not hinge your fantasy dreams on him. Uh, running backs, if Willis McGahee plays, and I know he's going to try to play, I'm going to start him. If he doesn't, I still don't want to start no Sean Marino. Then I'd probably go with Lance Ball. It just, ugh, I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, tight end, Daniel Fells uh, is kind of a maybe for me, I think perhaps, but hopefully you have some better options. Wide receiver, Eddie Royal. I really want him to be a number one wide receiver, but he's just not doing it quite yet. So all their wide yeah, receivers for me. Yeah, 15 targets last week. From Tim Tebow, whose quarterback rating was like a nine. Well, that's true. Point for taken. Me, for me, all the wide receivers, Decker, Royal, Thomas, Willis, everybody, maybes. I hope you have better options. There's just not going to be enough. I would say yes to kicker Matt Prater because it's only where they're scoring points, but no to the defense because they're not winning this game. All right. For <laughs> Oakland, it's going to be the, the Darius and Denarius show, or maybe it's the Darius, Denarius, and maybe Darren show. But anyway, for them, I'm going to start running back Michael Bush and wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay. Neutral on Carson Palmer, running back Darren McFadden would obviously be a start if he's healthy, but he's not. He's questionable with a foot injury. I would suggest staying away. Wide receiver Denarius Moore uh, on the fence, and tight end Kevin Boss still questionable with the concussion. Stay away if you can. Sit running backs, Taiwan Jones, wide receivers, Jacoby Ford, and TJ Hushmanzada, even if he does play. And kicker, Sebastian Janikowski, probable with a hamstring, but I don't think that Oakland scores enough for him to be a fantasy force this weekend. Oh, all right. All right. All right. We're, we're ripping right through it here, so let's <laughs> take a look at Cincinnati at Tennessee. Both these teams have been, I guess you could call them surprises this this season, but I think Tennessee has just a little bit more offensive firepower. Chris Johnson, I really down on him after that game against Indianapolis. If he if he couldn't get it going against them, I really wonder what's going on with him. If he's hurt or if there's something else wrong there. But anyway, I, I see Cincinnati winning this game. I'll go with them 24-17. Uh, yeah, I think Tennessee wins. I think they have a little more, but I am super on board the Andy Dalton bandwagon. I'm I'm very impressed with him. I think that you can start him. I think if you're in a bind on a bye week, he is more an option in a one-quarterback league than Tim Tebow. I don't care what the Sherpa says. No, I, I would Cedric, agree with that. <laughs> Cedric Benson is no longer suspended, so you can start him again. <laughs> Uh, um, tight end Jermaine Gresham I'm kind of down on whether or not he plays this hamstring business does not make me happy I'm going to say look for a different option wide receiver AJ Green I'm going to start Jerome Simpson I'd say yes to beyond that Tate Caldwell Hawkins more maybes for me I just don't think there's enough to go around uh, kicker Mike Nugent in the defense, I'm sort of ambivalent on. I don't think Tennessee's putting up a ton of points, so I'm leaning towards still starting the defense. Mike Nugent, less so. So do you think Andy Dalton is making A.J. Green look good, or do you think A.J. Green is making Andy Dalton look good, or is it a combination of the two? 
I think it's a combination of the two. I think it's nice to see a team actually respect and play for a rookie quarterback. That makes me happy. Yeah, because before the season, and I remember one draft I was in, Julio Jones went to pick before our pick. This is I'm co-managing this team. And I was really disappointed, and my friend said, get over it, let's take A.J. Green. And I said, well, okay. And A.J. Green has turned out to be you know, a much more reliable fantasy performer this season. Okay, sure, Jones has been hobbled most of the season, but I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. But maybe I shouldn't be since Green went ahead of Jones in the draft, albeit only by two positions or so. But anyway, for Tennessee, I would start wide receiver Nate Washington and Jason Hill. I think they're going to have pretty good weeks. Neutral on quarterback Matt Hasselbeck, wide receiver Damian Williams, tight end Jared Cook in the defense. And I would actually recommend sitting Chris Johnson. Yes, you heard that right. Sitting Chris Johnson and Javon Springer and kicker Rob Baronis this week. I might still start Ringer in a deep league, but definitely no CJ for me. So you definitely are more on board with Springer as far as the fantasy option goes right now than Johnson? Yes. Okay. I ask leading questions. I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far yet, I but... Springer's definitely looked better of the two of them, but I don't know. Christian, there must be something wrong there that we don't know about. I think it's just mental. I don't think there's anything physically wrong with him. I gotta uh, be honest. I don't know. We'll see. Let's move on. But Let's stop pondering. Moving him. on to one game that I don't think will draw heavy ratings this weekend, and that's St. Louis at Arizona, otherwise known as the as the Andrew Luck Bowl. And stop it. No Andrew Luck on this show. <laughs> Come on. Everybody's nope. sucking for luck. I won't have it. I won't have it. <laughs> you you don't you're you're taking all the fun out of the show for me. You wouldn't let me talk about um um who's the guy that the Giants let go of the quarterbacks that uh oh Sage Rosenfeld. You wouldn't let me talk about him and now you're banning Andrew Luck. This this you're just taking all the fun out of it. I'm Janet. such I'm such a slave driver. <laughs> you are. I, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to be doing this show solo before much longer, which will probably improve the quality of the show tremendously, but <laughs> be that as it may, the, for Arizona this week, I'm starting running back Beanie Wells, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald in the defense, neutral on quarterback Kevin Cobb and John Skelton, whichever one starts. Uh, I don't think you want to start either one of them if you can help it. Wide receiver early Doucette and Andre Roberts, tight end uh, Jeff King, and Rob Hausler, neutral on them, and neutral on kicker uh, Jay Feely. And I would sit running backs for Rod Stevens Howling, Chester Taylor, and Alfonso Smith, as well as tight end Todd Heap. Really? We're, we we're, just, we're just talking about home teams first now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, did I completely walk <laughs> over you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about St. Louis now. That's okay. I told you the quality of the show would go up dramatically if you were doing (laughs) it by yourself. So anyway, who do you like for St. Louis? Keeping Um, in mind, of course, that they're the visiting team, not the home team, even though I did step on your... They're playing Arizona, regardless of what the Sherpas decided. They're still going to play the game in Arizona. They are. Um, I'm trying to get a change while you get your St. Louis likes. It's sketchy at best here. Uh, Sam Bradford still trying to play. Not in a walking boot, which is great, but he's AJ Feely probably still gives him the best chance to win, and I'd prefer to start him of the two since Bradford has basically one leg. Um, but if Bradford's the one that starts, not a terrible two-quarterback league option. Do not make him your only quarterback. 
Steven Jackson, I'm going to start. Tight ends, for me, this is an issue because one quarterback to the other, tight ends get different reps and targets. And I'm going to just say, throw in the towel here this week. (laughs) It's just, it's not enough for me. The wide receiver situation is a little like Denver in that I'm sort of maybe on all of them. I like Brandon Lloyd. He's really come in strong a lot faster than somebody traded to a team two weeks ago should. Denario Alexander's battling injury, so unless he is for sure playing, I would say try to start somebody in your early games that you know is absolutely playing come 1 o'clock. That's kind of it. Greg Salas, eh. Pettis doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I have a very important question. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say maybe to kicker Josh Brown and no to the defense because I think Arizona wins this game. What's up? Are A.J. Feely and Jay Feely related, even though they don't spell their name the same way? Uh, No. Generally, you have to at least spell the same way. Sort of the same way. (laughs) All right. Moving on, then. Now we come to what I think is probably going to be the one game that I would want to watch this weekend, even if I weren't a Giants fan, and that's New England hosting New York Giants, and that's to see whether, in fact, Eli Manning really is on par with Tom Brady or not. I think he is, but I still think New England finds a way to pull this game out because the Giants' pass really? defense is lousy. I'll go with New England to win this game 31-30. to 30. Um, I thought Denver and Oakland would be our big arguing game, but it's going to be this. I don't think that this game's close. I think that New England is going to way outplay the Giants, who have more wins than they deserve. I don't think Eli Manning is an elite quarterback, and I think it's going to show compared to Tom Brady, and I think New England wins by at least 10. Can I introduce something? (laughs) What? Have you looked at the past defense rankings? New England Uh, is giving up. New England is I know New England's defense is very soft. No, 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 but hear me out for a second. New England... It's actually, they're ranked 32 in pass defense, and I forget who it is that's number 31. It might even be Green Bay. Um, it is Green Bay. Green Bay's given up 289 yards a game. New England's given up 323. They've given up a good 35 yards per game more than any other team in the NFL. How could you not think that Eli Manning is going to have a field day against that? Because I don't think Eli Manning's a good enough quarterback to have a field day against that. I think he's going to throw at least three interceptions. I think he's that the New well England against, defense he's is, done well against much better pass defenses than that this year. I, I well, anyway, okay. We obviously you're not going to change my mind game. on it. It's just not going to happen. You can keep all right. telling me all. all Read us or, or tell us who you think is right. We'll uh. leave it to you to decide, and then we'll watch <laughs> the game and we'll we'll talk about Tim Tebow and Eli Manning next week. Yeah, but, I'm going right, to be watching the next like on the Giants? For this. Uh, I I think you can start Eli Manning in a 12-team, one-quarterback league format. I don't like it, but it's not a terrible idea. Running backs, uh, Brandon Jacobs is probably the guy to go with this week. Bradshaw, even if he plays, is going to see less carries, so he's more a flex option than anything else. But you've got to keep an eye on it and get a feel for it early because this is a late game and you don't want to waste a roster spot on him. The wide receiver core is a little banged up. I think Mario Manningham's going to be fine. I'm still going to start him. I'm definitely starting Victor Cruz. Hakeem Nix is going to be a game-time decision. For me, I'm leaning towards no. I like tight end Jake Ballard. 
Uh, I don't like the defense. I'm on the fence about Lawrence Tynes, the kicker. I could go either way on him. So New England's the home team in this game, so I can go now, right? Yeah, I think I think it'd be nice too. Perhaps okay. you'd tell us about them. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure they were really the home game and the home team. In this game. <laughs> they so, really are. <laughs> okay. So now that we've established that for New England, I would start quarterback Tom Brady. I would start running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. I would start wide receiver um, Deion Branch, and I would start tight end Rob Gronkowski and kicker Stephen Guskowski. I'm neutral on Wes Welker. If he really does have a neck injury, I would try to stay away from him. And tight end Aaron Hernandez with his knee injury, if he were healthy, I'd obviously start him. But if he's not, then stay away. And I'm sitting running backs uh, Stephen Ridley, Kevin Falk, and uh, Danny Woodhands, and uh-huh. and the defense. I'm sitting all those guys this week. Actually, Danny Woodhead might not even be on the team anymore by the time the weekend rolls around, depending on what happens there. But yeah, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. So enough mm-hmm. for that game. So now here comes another game that should be pretty interesting, and I'm curious this to see if we... This is the must-watch game of the afternoon. This one, not the no, last one. No, <laughs> it's New England. Yes. I, I guarantee you the Giants-New England game will be much more entertaining than this one will. Although I'd I like think to this watch Eli be... Manning throw interceptions, so yeah, maybe it will be more entertaining. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay, I think, wins this game. I think Phillip Rivers bounces back, but it's not enough, and... San Diego, I think they're down to Jacob Hester now as they're starting tailback, even though he's really a fullback with all the injuries that they have there. But yeah, I'll pick Green Bay to win this game 28-24 to 24 as the San Diego slide continues and the Chiefs continue their inexorable march onto the Super Bowl. Oh, stop it. You stop that right now. Um, I think Green Bay wins by 14 points. I think that... Philip Rivers not bouncing back. See, there you go. There you go. More bold predictions everywhere we turn. Um, Obviously, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Green Bay, they're healthy. That's not what's happening with the run game in San Diego, and Philip Rivers seems to have forgotten how to be an elite quarterback, so I like Green Bay's chances a whole lot better. Now, obviously, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers this week. Running back, I like James Starks the best out of the bunch. Ryan Grant and John Kuhn are more flex options. If you're in a deeper league, uh, the Kuhn, as I like to refer to him, get some looks at the goal line, might catch a a touchdown pass. He's more my favorite flex option on my team right now than anybody else. Tight end, Michael Finley, I think you can start. Wide receivers, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, and Jordy Nelson are starts for me. I like Randall Cobb as well. James Jones, not a terrible option, but they're turning into the Saints. Uh, luckily, they score enough points, and they will this week that I think you can slide any of those in there and be okay. I'm saying yes to kicker Mason Crosby and yes to the defense. They do give up some points, but San Diego is not going to be in this game. Oh, I I disagree <laughs> very heartily. And Philip Rivers, he may screw up games, but he doesn't screw them up until the very end. Green Bay, as we mentioned before, has the second worst pass defense in the league, which plays to Philip Rivers' strengths. So I'm starting Philip Rivers. I'm starting wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Malcolm Floyd. I'm starting tight end Antonio Gates. I'm neutral on wide receiver Patrick Creighton, tight end Randy McMichael, the defense kicker Nick Novak. And I'm sitting all of the the Charger running backs, Ryan Matthews, Mike Tolbert, Curtis Brinkley, Jacob Hester, don't start any of them. 
All right. All right, now we move on to a game which should be very entertaining, albeit for a a much different reason, and that's because these two teams are probably going to beat the heck out of each other. But it always seems that we're predicting a final score of 20-17 to or 17-14 when these two teams collide. That obviously wasn't the case in the first game of the season, but I think that was just an aberration. Pittsburgh's back on track now, and I think they win this game 20-17. to I think Baltimore wins this. Pittsburgh's defense is a little banged up, and Baltimore kind of already made them look foolish. And while, yes, it's not going to happen the way it did in the first game. That was eons ago. That was two months ago. It doesn't matter. I still think Baltimore can win this game. I'm starting Joe Flacco. I'm starting Ray Rice. I'm starting tight end Ed Dixon. I'm starting, well, the wide receivers get a little sketchier. Um, Anquan Bolden, I think I'm going to start. He's starting to finally become Anquan Bolden again. Unfortunately, I'd like him to, him to catch less passes out of bounds, so he has more fantasy value. Well, the rest becomes a little dicey with wide receivers. Lee Evans is injured. Reed is injured. Troy Smith just... I'm not excited about a lot of what's going on at wide receiver here beyond Anquan Bolden. You don't Bolden. like Troy Smith? Troy Smith's okay. I just... I don't think he's going to catch he's three more touchdowns than okay, but on we'll Sunday. See. For, for me, he's still more of a flex option. He's not somebody I'm going to... Okay, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Uh, defense, I still start. Kicker Billy Cundiff, I still start. Okay, and for Pittsburgh, I would start Mike Wallace, tight end Heath Miller in the defense. On the fence about Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. And I would sit running back Richard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, Jonathan Dwyer, and Moeldy Moore. Sit wide receivers Emmanuel Sanders and Heinz Ward, and sit kicker Sean Suisa. Right. So we're down to our final game of the week, the Monday night game, Chicago at Philadelphia. Philadelphia plays anything nearly as well as they did last week against Dallas. They'll win this game pretty handily. I don't think it's quite as easy as it was last week, but I still think they score 34 points again, and I think they win 34-20. to 20. Um, I don't know if they score 34 points, but uh, I do think they win this game. Jay Cutler, for me, I'm probably still going to start, but I'd prefer it to be in two quarterback leagues, although I know that's not entirely realistic. Running back Matt Forte, I'm going to start. Wide receivers, I do not love. Roy Williams is a maybe. Johnny Knox is a maybe. Devin Hester is a maybe. I just Nobody's scoring enough for me. That's the problem. Uh, the tight end, Davis, I like. I'd start him. The defense, I'd say no to. Kicker Robbie Gould, I'd say yes to, though. So for Philadelphia, I start quarterback Michael Vick and running backs Sean McCoy. I start wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. Brent Selleck, Michael Vick seems to have figured out who he is now, so I would start him. I'd start the defense and start kicker Alex Henry. Neutral on wide receiver Jason Avant, and I'm sitting Ronnie Brown. All right, we've just made it in under the wire. We will be back again next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday nights, as we are every week. You can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow, on email at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and FantasyFootballSherpa.com, where there are excellent blog entries. And the Sherpa also puts his football musings up on the Huffington Post, This week, he's talking about whether or not your win and loss record is a good indicator about how good your fantasy team is. And keep your questions coming on Twitter and email. We're happy to answer them, especially come Sunday when you're looking for lineup questions. 
All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Great show, and have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening, guys.